Section 14 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philippa Chantry. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 8. Part 1. Fish. Nothing is more difficult than to give the average prices of fish, inasmuch as a few hours of bad weather at sea will, in the space of one day, cause such a difference in its supply that the same fish, a turbot for instance, which may be bought to-day for six or seven shillings, will to-morrow be in the London markets worth perhaps almost as many pounds. The average costs, therefore, which will be found appended to each recipe, must be understood as about the average price for the different kinds of fish, when the market is supplied upon an average, and when the various sorts are of an average size and quality. General Rule in Choosing Fish A proof of freshness and goodness in most fishes is their being covered with scales. For, if deficient in this respect, it is a sign of their being stale, or having been ill-used. Fried anchovies. Ingredients. One tablespoon of oil, half a glass of white wine, sufficient flour to thicken, twelve anchovies. Mode. Mix the oil and wine together, with sufficient flour to make them into a thickish paste. Cleanse the anchovies, wipe them, dip them in the paste, and fry of a nice brown colour. Time, half an hour. Average cost, for this quantity, ninepence. Seasonable, all the year. Sufficient for two persons. The anchovy. In his book of British fishes, Mr. Yarrell states that the anchovy is a common fish in the Mediterranean from Greece to Gibraltar and was well known to the Greeks and Romans, by whom the liquor prepared from it, called garum, was in great estimation. Its extreme range is extended into the Black Sea. The fishing for them is carried on during the night, and lights are used with the nets. The anchovy is common on the coasts of Portugal, Spain and France. It occurs, I have no doubt, at the Channel Islands, and has been taken on the Hampshire coast and in the Bristol Channel. Other fish of inferior quality, but resembling the real Gorgona anchovy, are frequently sold for it and passed off as genuine. Anchovy butter or paste. Ingredients. Two dozen anchovies, half a pound of fresh butter. Mode. Wash the anchovies thoroughly, bone and dry them, and pound them in a mortar to a paste. Mix the butter gradually with them, and rub the whole through a sieve. Put it by in small pots for use, then carefully exclude the air with a bladder, as it soon changes the colour of anchovies, besides spoiling them. Average cost. For this quantity, two shillings. Potted anchovies. Potted anchovies are made in the same way, by adding powdered mace, cayenne, and nutmeg to taste. Anchovy toast. Ingredients. Toast two or three slices of bread, or, if wanted very savoury, fry them in clarified butter and spread on them the paste. 
number 227. Made mustard or a few grains of cayenne may be added to the paste before laying it on the toast. Anchovy paste. When some delicate zest, says a work just issued on the adulterations of trade, is required to make the plain English breakfast more palatable, many people are in the habit of indulging in what they imagine to be anchovies. These fish are preserved in a kind of pickling bottle, carefully corked down, and surrounded by a red-looking liquor, resembling in appearance diluted clay. The price is moderate, one shilling only being demanded for the luxury. When these anchovies are what is termed potted, it implies that the fish have been pounded into the consistency of a paste, and then placed in flat pots, somewhat similar in shape to those used for pomatum. This paste is usually eaten spread upon toast, and is said to form an excellent bon bouche, which enables gentlemen at wine parties to enjoy their port with redoubled gusto. Unfortunately, in six cases out of ten, the only portion of these preserved delicacies that contains anything indicative of anchovies is the paper label pasted on the bottle or pot, on which the word itself is printed. All the samples of anchovy paste, analysed by different medical men, have been found to be highly and vividly coloured with very large quantities of bowl Armenian. The anchovy itself, when imported, is of a dark dead colour, and it is to make it a bright handsome looking sauce that this red earth is used. Barbell Ingredients Half a pint of port wine A salt spoonful of salt two tablespoonfuls of vinegar, two sliced onions, a faggot of sweet herbs, nutmeg and mace to taste, the juice of a lemon, two anchovies, one or two barbels according to size. Mode. Boil the barbels in salt and water till done. Pour off some of the water and, to the remainder, put the ingredients mentioned above. Simmer gently for half an hour, or rather more, and strain. Put in the fish. Heat it gradually, but do not let it boil, or it will be broken. Time. Altogether one hour, sufficient for four persons. Seasonable from September to November. The barbell. This fish takes its name from the barbs or wattles at its mouth and in England is esteemed as one of the worst of the freshwater fish. It was, however, formerly, if not now, a favourite with the Jews, excellent cookers of fish. Others would boil with it a piece of bacon, that it might have a relish. It is to be met with from two to three or four feet long, and is said to live to a great age. From Putney upwards in the Thames some are found of large size, but they are valued only as affording sport to the brethren of the angle. Brill Ingredients A quarter of a pound of salt to each gallon of water. A little vinegar. Mode Clean the brill, cut off the fins, and rub it over with a little lemon juice to preserve its whiteness. Set the fish in sufficient cold water to cover it. Throw in salt in the above proportions, and a little vinegar, and bring it gradually to boil. Simmer very gently till the fish is done, which will be in about ten minutes. 
but the time for boiling of course depends entirely on the size of the fish. Serve it on a hot napkin and garnish with cut lemon, parsley, horseradish and a little lobster coral sprinkled over the fish. Send lobster or shrimp sauce and plain melted butter to table with it. Time. After the water boils, a small brill, 10 minutes, a large brill, 15 to 20 minutes. Average cost from 4 to 8 shillings. Seasonable from August to April. The brill. This fish resembles the sole, but is broader, and, when large, is esteemed by many in a scarcely less degree than the turbot, whilst it is much cheaper. It is a fine fish, and is abundant in the London market. To choose brill. The flesh of this fish, like that of turbot, should be of a yellowish tint, and should be chosen on account of its thickness. If the flesh has a bluish tint, it is not good. Codfish. Cod may be boiled whole, but a large head and shoulders are quite sufficient for a dish and contain all that is usually helped, because, when the thick part is done, the tail is insipid and overdone. The latter, cut in slices, makes a very good dish for frying, or it may be salted down and served with egg sauce and parsnips. Cod, when boiled quite fresh, is watery. Salting a little renders it firmer. The Cod Tribe The jugular characterized by bony gills and ventral fins before the pectoral ones, commences the second of the Linnaean order of fishes, and is a numerous tribe, inhabiting only the depths of the ocean, and seldom visiting the fresh waters. They have a smooth head, and the gill membrane has seven rays. The body is oblong and covered with deciduous scales. The fins are all enclosed in skin, whilst their rays are unarmed. The ventral fills are slender and terminate in a point. Their habits are gregarious and they feed on smaller fish and other marine animals. Cod's Head and Shoulders Ingredients Sufficient water to cover the fish. 5 ounces of salt to each gallon of water. Mode Cleanse the fish thoroughly and rub a little salt over the thick part and inside of the fish one or two hours before dressing it, as this very much improves the flavour. Lay it in the fish kettle with sufficient cold water to cover it. Be very particular not to pour the water on the fish, as it is liable to break it, and only keep it just simmering. If the water should boil away, add a little by pouring it in at the side of the kettle, and not on the fish. Add salt in the above proportion and bring it gradually to a boil. Skim very carefully, draw it to the side of the fire and let it gently simmer till done. Take it out and drain it, serve on a hot napkin and garnish with cut lemon, horseradish, the roe and liver. Time. According to size, half an hour more or less. Average cost from three to six shillings. Sufficient for six or eight persons. Seasonable from November to March. Note, oyster sauce and plain melted butter should be served with this. To choose cod. The cod should be chosen for the table when it is plump and round near the tail. When the hollow behind the head is deep 
and when the sides are undulated as if they were ribbed. The glutinous parts about the head lose their delicate flavour after the fish has been 24 hours out of the water. The great point by which the cod should be judged is the firmness of its flesh, and, although the cod is not firm when it is alive, its quality may be arrived at by pressing the finger into the flesh. If this rises immediately, the fish is good. If not, it is stale. Another sign of its goodness is, if the fish, when it is cut, exhibits a bronze appearance, like the silver side of a round of beef. When this is the case, the flesh will be firm when cooked. Stiffness in a cod, or in any other fish, is a sure sign of freshness, though not always of quality. Sometimes codfish, though exhibiting signs of rough usage, will eat much better than those with red gills, so strongly recommended by many cookery books. This appearance is generally caused by the fish having been knocked about at sea in the well-boats in which they are conveyed from the fishing grounds to market. Salt cod, commonly called salt fish. Ingredients. Sufficient water to cover the fish. Mode. Wash the fish and lay it all night in water with a quarter of a pint of vinegar. When thoroughly soaked, take it out, see that it is perfectly clean and put it in the fish kettle with sufficient cold water to cover it. Heat it gradually, but do not let it boil much or the fish will be hard. Skim well and when done, drain the fish and put it on a napkin garnished with hard-boiled eggs cut in rings. Time, about one hour. Average cost, sixpence per pound. Seasonable in the spring. Sufficient for each person, a quarter of a pound. Note, serve with egg sauce and parsnips. This is an especial dish on Ash Wednesday. Preserving cod. Immediately as the cod are caught, their heads are cut off. They are then opened, cleaned and salted when they are stowed away in the hold of the vessel, in beds of five or six yards square, head to tail, with a layer of salt to each layer of fish. When they have lain in this state three or four days, in order that the water may drain from them, they are shifted into a different part of the vessel and again salted. Here they remain till the vessel is loaded, when they are sometimes cut into thick pieces and packed in barrels for the greater convenience of carriage. Cod sounds should be well soaked in salt and water and thoroughly washed before dressing them. They are considered a great delicacy and may either be broiled, fried or boiled. If they are boiled, mix a little milk with the water. Cod sounds en poule. Ingredients for force meat, 12 chopped oysters, 3 chopped anchovies, a quarter of a pound of bread crumbs, one ounce of butter, two eggs, seasoning of salt, pepper, nutmeg and mace to taste, four cod sounds. Mode. Make the force meat by mixing the ingredients well together. Wash the sounds and boil them in milk and water for half an hour. Take them out and let them cool. Cover each with a layer of force meat. Roll them up in a nice form and skewer them. Rub over with lard dredge with flour and cook them gently before the fire in a Dutch oven. Time, one hour. Average cost, sixpence per pound. 
Seasonable from November to March. Sufficient for four persons. The sounds in codfish. These are the air or swimming bladders by means of which the fishes are enabled to ascend or descend in the water. In the Newfoundland fishery they are taken out previous to incipient putrefaction, washed from their slime and salted for exportation. The tongues are also cured and packed up in barrels, whilst from the livers considerable quantities of oil are extracted this oil having been found possessed of the most nourishing properties, and particularly beneficial in cases of pulmonary affections. Cod Pie Ingredients Any remains of cold cod, 12 oysters, sufficient melted butter to moisten it, mashed potatoes enough to fill up the dish. Mode Flake the fish from the bone and carefully take away all the skin. Lay it in a pie dish, Pour over the melted butter and oysters, or oyster sauce, if there is any left, and cover with mashed potatoes. Bake for half an hour, and send to table of a nice brown colour. Time, half an hour. Seasonable from November to March. Ingredients. Two slices of cod, pepper and salt to taste, half a teaspoonful of grated nutmeg, one blade of pounded mace, two ounces of butter, half a pint of stock number 107, a paste crust, see pastry. For sauce, one tablespoonful of stock, a quarter of a pint of cream or milk, thickening of flour or butter, lemon peel chopped very fine to taste, 12 oysters. Mode. Lay the cod in salt for four hours, then wash it and place it in a dish. Season and add the butter and stock. Cover with the crust and bake for one hour or rather more. Now make the sauce by mixing the ingredients named above. Give it one boil and pour it into the pie by a hole made at the top of the crust, which can easily be covered by a small piece of pastry cut and baked in any fanciful shape, such as a leaf or otherwise. Time one and a half hours. Average cost with fresh fish two shillings sixpence. Seasonable from November to March. Sufficient for six persons. Note, the remains of cold fish may be used for this pie. Curried cod. Ingredients. Two slices of large cod, or the remains of any cold fish. Three ounces of butter. One onion sliced. A teacupful of white stock. Thickening of butter and flour one small teaspoonful of curry powder, a quarter of a pint of cream, salt and cayenne to taste. Mode. Flake the fish and fry it of a nice brown colour with the butter and onions. Put this in a stew pan, add the stock and thickening and simmer for 10 minutes. Stir the curry powder into the cream. Put it with the seasoning to the other ingredients. Give one boil and serve. Time, three quarters of an hour. Average cost, with fresh fish, three shillings. Seasonable, from November to March. Sufficient for four persons. The food of the cod. This chiefly consists of the smaller species of the scaly tribes, shellfish, crabs and worms. Their voracity is very great, and they will bite at any small body they see moved by the water even stones and pebbles, which are frequently found in their stomachs. They sometimes attain a great size, 
but their usual weight is from 14 to 40 pounds. Cod à la crème Ingredients 1 large slice of cod, 1 ounce of butter, 1 chopped shallot, a little minced parsley, a quarter teacupful of white stock, a quarter of a pint of milk or cream, flour to thicken, cayenne and lemon juice to taste, a quarter of a teaspoonful of powdered sugar. Mode. Boil the cod and, while hot, break it into flakes. Put the butter, shallot, parsley and stock into a stewpan and let them boil for five minutes. Stir in sufficient flour to thicken and pour to it the milk or cream. Simmer for ten minutes. Add the cayenne and sugar and, when liked, a little lemon juice. Put the fish in the sauce to warm gradually, but do not let it boil. Serve in a dish garnished with croutons. Time. Rather more than half an hour. Average cost. With cream, two shillings. Seasonable. From November to March. Sufficient for three persons. Note. The remains of fish from the preceding day answer very well for this dish. Cod à la béchamel. Ingredients. Any remains of cold cod. Four tablespoonfuls of béchamel, see sauces. Two ounces of butter. Seasoning to taste of pepper and salt. Fried bread. A few bread crumbs. Mode. Flake the cod carefully, leaving out all skin and bone. Put the béchamel in a stewpan with the butter and stir it over the fire till the latter is melted. Add seasoning, put in the fish and mix it well with the sauce. Make a border of fried bread round the dish. Lay in the fish, sprinkle over with bread crumbs and baste with butter. Brown either before the fire or with a salamander and garnish with toasted bread cut in fanciful shapes. Time, half an hour. Average cost, exclusive of the fish, sixpence. The habitat of the cod. This fish is found only in the seas of the northern parts of the world, between the latitudes of 45 and 66 degrees. Its great rendezvous are the sandbanks of Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, Cape Breton and New England. These places are its favourite resorts for there it is able to obtain great quantities of worms, a food peculiarly grateful to it. Another cause of its attachment to these places has been said to be on account of the vicinity to the Coppola Seas, where it returns to spawn. Few are taken north of Iceland, and the shoals never reach so far south as the Straits of Gibraltar. Many are taken on the coasts of Norway, in the Baltic, and off the Orkneys, which prior to the discovery of Newfoundland, formed one of the principal fisheries. The London market is well supplied by those taken between the Dogger Bank, the Well Bank and Cromer on the east coast of England. Cod à la maître d'hôtel Ingredients Two slices of cod, a quarter of a pound of butter, a little chopped shallot and parsley, pepper to taste, a quarter of a teaspoon of grated nutmeg, or rather less, when the flavour is not liked, the juice of a quarter of a lemon. Mode. Boil the cod, and either leave it whole, or, what is still better, flake it from the bone and take off the skin. Put it into a stewpan with the butter, parsley, shallot, pepper and nutmeg. 
melt the butter gradually and be very careful that it does not become like oil. When all is well mixed and thoroughly hot, add the lemon juice and serve. Time, half an hour. Average cost, two shillings sixpence, with remains of cold fish, five shillings. Seasonable from November to March. Sufficient for four persons. Note, cod that has been left will do for this. The season for fishing cod. The best season for catching cod is from the beginning of February to the end of April and although each fisherman engaged in taking them catches no more than one at a time, an expert hand will sometimes take four hundred in a day. The employment is excessively fatiguing from the weight of the fish as well as from the coldness of the climate. Cod à l'italienne Ingredients Two slices of crimped cod, one shallot, one slice of ham minced very fine, a half a pint of white stock, number 107. When liked, half a teacupful of cream. Salt to taste. A few drops of garlic vinegar. A little lemon juice. Half a teaspoonful of powdered sugar. Mode. Chop the shallots. Mince the ham very fine. Pour on the stock and simmer for 15 minutes. If the colour should not be good, add cream in the above proportion and strain it through a fine sieve. Season it and put in the vinegar, lemon juice and sugar. Now boil the cod, taking out the middle bone and skin it. Put it on the dish without breaking and pour the sauce over it. Time, three quarters of an hour. Average cost, three shillings sixpence with fresh fish. Seasonable from November to March. Sufficient for four persons. The fecundity of the cod. In our preceding remarks on the natural history of fishes, we have spoken of the amazing fruitfulness of this fish. But in this we see one more instance of the wise provision which nature has made for supplying the wants of man. So extensive has been the consumption of this fish that it is surprising that it has not long ago become extinct which would certainly have been the case had it not been for its wonderful powers of reproduction. So early as 1368, says Dr. Cloquet, the inhabitants of Amsterdam had dispatched fishermen to the coast of Sweden, and in the first quarter of 1792, from the ports of France only, 210 vessels went out to the cod fisheries. Every year, however, upwards of 10,000 vessels of all nations are employed in this trade and bring into the commercial world more than 40 million of salted and dried cod. If we add to this immense number the havoc made among the legions of cod by the larger scaly tribes of the Great Deep, and take into account the destruction to which the young are exposed by sea fowls and other inhabitants of the seas, besides the myriads of their eggs destroyed by accident, it becomes a miracle to find that such mighty multitudes of them are still in existence and ready to continue the exhaustless supply. Yet it ceases to excite our wonder when we remember that the female can give every year birth to more than nine million at a time. Baked carp. Ingredients. One carp, forcemeat, breadcrumbs, one ounce of butter, half a pint of stock number 105, half a pint of port wine, six anchovies, two onions sliced, one bay leaf, a faggot of sweet herbs, flour to thicken, the juice of one lemon, cayenne and salt to taste, half a teaspoonful of powdered sugar.
Mode. Stuff the carp with a delicate forcemeat after thoroughly cleansing it, and sew it up to prevent the stuffing from falling out. Rub it over with an egg, and sprinkle it with bread crumbs. Lay it in a deep earthen dish, and drop the butter, oiled, over the bread crumbs. Add the stock, onions, bay leaf, herbs, wine, and anchovies, and bake for one hour. Put one ounce of butter into a stewpan, melt it, and dredge in sufficient flour to dry it up. Put in the strained liquor from the carp, stir frequently, and when it has boiled, add the lemon juice and seasoning. Serve the carp on a dish garnished with parsley and cut lemon, and the sauce in a boat. Time, one and a quarter hours. Average cost, seldom bought. Seasonable from March to October. Sufficient for one or two persons. The carp. This species of fish inhabit the fresh waters where they feed on worms, insects, aquatic plants, small fish, clay or mould. Some of them are migratory. They have very small mouths and no teeth, and the gill membrane has three rays. The body is smooth and generally whitish. The carp both grows and increases very fast, and is accounted the most valuable of all fish for the stocking of ponds. It has been pronounced the queen of river fish, and was first introduced to this country about three hundred years ago. Of its sound or air bladder, a kind of glue is made, and a green paint of its gall. Stewed carp. Ingredients: one carp, salt, stock number one hundred and five, two onions, six cloves, twelve peppercorns, one blade of mace, one quarter of a pint of port wine, the juice of half a lemon, cayenne and salt to taste, a faggot of savoury herbs. Mode. Scale the fish, clean it nicely, and if very large, divide it. Lay it in the stew pan after having rubbed a little salt on it, and put in sufficient stock to cover it. Add the herbs, onions, and spices, and stew gently for one hour, or rather more, should it be very large. Dish up the fish with great care, strain the liquor, and add it to the port wine, lemon juice, and cayenne. Give one boil. Pour it over the fish and serve. Time one and a quarter hours. Average cost seldom bought. Seasonable from March to October. Sufficient for one or two persons. Note: This fish can be boiled plain and served with parsley and butter. Chub and char may be cooked in the same manner as the above, as also dace and roach. The age of carp. This fish has been found to live one hundred and fifty years. The pond in the garden of Emmanuel College, Cambridge, contained one that had lived there seventy years, and Gesner mentions an instance of one one hundred years old. They are besides capable of being tamed. Doctor Smith, in his tour of the continent, says, in reference to the Prince of Condé's seat at Chantilly. The most pleasing things about it were the immense shoals of very large carp, silvered over with age, like silverfish, and perfectly tame, so that when any passengers approached their watery habitation, they used to come to the shore in such numbers as to heave each other out of the water, begging for bread, of which a great quantity was always kept at hand on purpose to feed them. They would even allow themselves to be handled. The chub. 
This fish takes its name from its head, not only in England but in other countries. It is a river fish and resembles the carp but is somewhat longer. Its flesh is not in much esteem, being coarse, and when out of season full of small hairy bones. The head and throat are the best parts. The roe is also good. The char. This is one of the most delicious of fish, being esteemed by some superior to the salmon. It is an inhabitant of the deep lakes of mountains countries. Its flesh is rich and red and full of fat. The largest and best kind is found in the lakes of Westmoreland, and, as it is considered a rarity, it is often potted and preserved. The dace or dare. This fish is gregarious, and is seldom above ten inches long, although, according to Linnaeus, it grows a foot and a half in length. Its haunts are in deep water, near piles of bridges, where the stream is gentle, over gravelly, sandy or clay bottoms, deep holes that are shaded, water lily leaves, and under the foam caused by an eddy. In the warm months they are to be found in shoals on the shallows near to streams. They are in season about the end of April and gradually improve till February, when they attain their highest condition. In that month, when just taken, scotched, crimped and broiled, they are said to be more palatable than a fresh herring. The Roach This fish is found throughout Europe and the western parts of Asia in deep still rivers of which it is an inhabitant. It is rarely more than a pound and a half in weight and is in season from September till March. It is plentiful in England and the finest are caught in the Thames. The proverb as sound as a roach is derived from the French name of this fish being roche which also means rock. To dress crab. Ingredients 1 crab 2 tablespoons full of vinegar one ditto of oil, salt, white pepper and cayenne to taste. Mode. Empty the shells and thoroughly mix the meat with the above ingredients and put it in the large shell. Garnish with slices of cut lemon and parsley. The quantity of oil may be increased when it is much liked. Average cost from 10 pence to 2 shillings. Seasonable all the year but not so good in May, June and July. Sufficient for three persons. To choose crab. The middle-sized crab is the best, and the crab, like the lobster, should be judged by its weight, for if light, it is watery. Hot crab. Ingredients. One crab. Nutmeg, salt and pepper to taste. Three ounces of butter. A quarter of a pound of bread crumbs. Three tablespoons of vinegar. Mode. After having boiled the crab, pick the meat out from the shells and mix with it the nutmeg and seasoning. Cut up the butter in small pieces and add the bread crumbs and vinegar. Mix all together, put the whole in the large shell and brown before the fire or with the salamander. Time 1 hour. Average cost from 10 pence to 2 shillings. Seasonable all the year but not so good in May, June and July. Sufficient for three persons. The Crab Tribe The whole of this tribe of animals have the body covered with a hard and strong shell, and they live chiefly in the sea. Some, however, inhabit fresh waters, and few live upon land. They feed variously on aquatic or marine plants, small fish, 
molluscae or dead bodies. The black-clawed species is found on the rocky coasts of both Europe and India and is the same that is introduced to our tables, being much more highly esteemed as a food than many others of the tribe. The most remarkable feature in their history is the changing of their shells and the reproduction of their broken claws. The former occurs once a year, usually between Christmas and Easter, when the crabs retire to cavities in the rocks or conceal themselves under great stones. Fishermen say they will live confined in a pot or basket for several months together without any other food than what is collected from the sea water, and that, even in this situation, they will not decrease in weight. The hermit crab is another of the species and has the peculiarity of taking possession of the deserted shell of some other animal, as it has none of its own. This circumstance was known to the ancients and is alluded to in the following lines from Opian. The hermit fish, unarmed by nature, left, helpless and weak, grow strong by harmless theft. Fearful they stroll and look with panting wish for the cast crust of some new-covered fish, or such as empty lie and deck the shore, whose first and rightful owners are no more. They make glad seizure of the vacant room, and count the borrowed shell their native home, screw their soft limbs to fit the winding case, and boldly herd with the crustaceous race. Crayfish Crayfish should be thrown into boiling water, to which has been added a good seasoning of salt and a little vinegar. When done, which will be in a quarter of an hour, take them out and drain them. Let them cool, arrange them on a napkin, and garnish with plenty of double parsley. Note, this fish is frequently used for garnishing boiled turkey, boiled fowl, calf's head, turbot, and all kinds of boiled fish. Potted crayfish Ingredients 100 crayfish Pounded mace Pepper and salt to taste 2 ounces of butter Mode Boil the fish in salt and water. Pick out all the meat and pound it in a mortar to a paste. Whilst pounding, add the butter gradually and mix in the spice and seasoning. Put it in small pots and pour over it clarified butter, carefully excluding the air. Time, 15 minutes to boil the crayfish. Average cost, 2 shillings 9 pence. Seasonable all the year. John Dory. Ingredients, a quarter of a pound of salt to each gallon of water. Mode, this fish, which is esteemed by most people a great delicacy, is dressed in the same way as a turbot, which it resembles in firmness, but not in richness. Cleanse it thoroughly and cut off the fins. Lay it in a fish kettle, cover with cold water, and add salt in the above proportion. Bring it gradually to a boil, and simmer gently for a quarter of an hour, or rather longer, should the fish be very large. Serve on a hot napkin, and garnish with cut lemon and parsley. Lobster, anchovy or shrimp sauce and plain melted butter should be sent to table with it. Time. After the water boils, a quarter to a half an hour according to size. Average cost, three shillings to five shillings. Seasonable all the year, but best from September to January. Note. Small John Dory are very good baked. The Doru or John Dory. This fish is of a yellowish golden colour and is in general rare, 
although it is sometimes taken in abundance on the Devon and Cornish coasts. It is highly esteemed for the table, and its flesh, when dressed, is of a beautiful clear white. When fresh caught, it is tough, and, being a ground fish, it is not the worse for being kept two or even three days before it is cooked. End of section 14. Recording by Philippa Chantry, Canberra.